You're listening to Thematics, presented by UnleashStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. Hey everybody, it's Andy from UnleashStrengths.com. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Thematics. This is episode number four with guest Grace LaConte. And Grace is a, a very dynamic individual and had a lot of amazing things to say about the insights that she's received through StrengthsFinder and how she's been able to use them. Thanks again for listening to Thematics, and I will talk to you guys soon. See ya. Hi, this is Andy Sokolovich from Thematics, bringing you another episode of the one and only podcast that concentrates on what we love most, our strengths. Today's guest is is a, a good friend of mine now. We've talked several times actually on the phone and, and we just spent about 20 minutes getting this podcast all set up. So uh, I know that she's going to provide us with some solid, not, uh, solid knowledge and some great insights into her strengths journey. So Grace, go ahead and introduce yourself and, and start off with telling us what your top five are. Hi there. My name is Grace LaConte. Um, I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and I'm a business consultant specializing in uh, change management and process improvement processes. But really what I love to do is to help people reach their potential and to get past barriers that they have in their lives and therefore how that affects business and growth and um, moving forward with your, with your goals. Yeah. So my top strengths are, and I just realized the other day that the uh, the order that they come in is important because that shows that um, the top one is actually not an alphabetical list. It's by how much um, right. your, your strength is mm-hmm. the top of the dominant ones, right? So I have focus as my top, activator, ideation, input, and futuristic. And I had to check on that order again because for so many years I've been giving them an alphabetical but focus <laughs> is my top hey, so uh, at least yeah. you know them <laughs> yeah you'd be surprised how many people uh don't actually recall their top five when you ask them so it puts puts them on their heels i'm gonna have to bit. think about it sometimes but yeah more now that i'm actually applying the the principles and the understanding of what they are and how that affects the way that i look at the world mm-hmm. it kind of comes out in everything that I do now, which instead of focusing on the things I don't do well, I can just keep moving toward the things that I do, which is the whole point of StrengthsFinder. Right, right. And I, and I already, we, we talked about this earlier, but your activator was coming out during the process trying to set up this Google Plus Hangout. Cause <laughs> Get we were, it going. <laughs> I don't want to cancel today. You know? We were having some difficulty, and, and I'm going to take uh, a little slap on my own face because I was telling Grace, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And she's like, why? Everything's set up correctly, and I had mute selected on my on my keyboard. So that's my my bad. But uh, so now that we know what your what your top five are, let's talk about uh, the Strengths Finder. How was it introduced to you? Maybe who introduced it to you, and why? I actually had to go back in some journals and old emails to figure out when I first heard about it. But I, I do remember who it was. It's a friend of mine named Judy. Mm-hmm. She's a medical transcriptionist, as I was. Um, in 2009, she took the test and um, told everyone that she could find how much it had changed her. Mm-hmm. And she really encouraged me. She said, Grace, you really have to take this test. It's a book and a test. And I'm like, what? A book and a test? How does that work? Right. She said, yeah, you have to buy the book and then it gives you a code and then you take this test and it will change your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, I've yeah. heard about personality tests. But um, I took her up on it. I bought the book new, um, got out the code, logged in, took the test. And when I saw the results, I was a little bit... I don't know if it was life-changing at first because I, 
I kind of saw that the the themes followed certain key points in my life that I'd never really thought of before, but it didn't truly dawn on me at that point what I could do to make decisions for the future. It was kind of a process. You know, I reviewed them, and then I put it away, and then I'd come back to it and review it again. I read through the detail. But um, it wasn't until actually quite recently that I've been able to see a much deeper understanding of not just the top five, but the full 32, or 34, excuse me, the full 34 themes, the bottom five, and then um, the biggest the biggest thing I've been noticing is how everyone has five strengths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no idea how that, just probably my focus, my, my need to have a goal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I just don't realize what others around me are going through. It's just I want to get to the goal that I've determined with the help of others, and sometimes I just lose track that everyone has five strengths and everyone has something important that they can contribute. So that's what I've really been understanding lately. But, yeah, yeah Judy was a great catalyst yeah. for me to get into this. Yeah, it's, it's important that somebody, and I'm going to spin around here real quick and, and just show the book to the camera in case you don't recognize this as a StrengthsFinder 2.0. And I actually saw it on the shelves at Target uh, yesterday. So it is wow, out there. Really? Yeah, it's, it is out Target. there. It's available. I mean, its popularity is growing. Um, but <clears throat> a great gift, a great gift to give somebody. If And, um, you know, <clears throat> this is my question sheet. I have a little cheat sheet. This question falls a little lower um, in the ranking order here, but you brought up a good point is your initial response was, oh, great, another assessment, another personality test. I've done those all along. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, um, so what, when you, now that you're aware of your strengths and, and you, you've grown to love StrengthsFinder and the concept of strengths-based development, when you approach others about taking this assessment, uh, do you hear that often? Oh, great, another assessment. And what kind of resistance do you get? And then how do you kind of get around that um, mm-hmm. to, to, re- to let people know that it's just not another personality test? I have, I think there are two groups of people. One is the type of person who's seeking to change something about their situation and they just do not know what to do next. Mm -hmm. They're kind of at a crisis point. And I think a lot of us go through crises. I've gone through many, many. (laughs) And um, I'm, I'm becoming more aware that that can happen kind of quietly in someone's life. It doesn't have to be a major event. Um, It can be from a combination of, of different stresses that you really hold on to, you're, you're really strong through it, but then inside you're going through this massive transition and you're confused. And um, So that's one kind of person that I've been able to encourage to take this test so that they can get past that point of feeling um, confused and maybe rejected or like you know things aren't going the way that they'd like. Mm-hmm. Then the other person is the one who's quite confident in who they are. They think that they know themselves really well, and that's the person who maybe who's taken other personality tests. And I mean, I'm an INTJ did not really help me figure out my future path. It just helped me to see that I tend to be more introverted. I need time alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm more of a thinker and a judger rather than a feeler. You know. But th- really, that didn't help me to determine what my future occupation should be or what decisions I should make. So for that person, I would say that this is absolutely not a personality test in the sense of the way that you come across to people necessarily. It's more the internal decision-making that you do naturally. Mm-hmm. Who are you when it's easy? You know, when you just, this is the easiest method that you use right. to get a, to communicate, to make decisions, to look at the world. That's what this is going to help you to see. So that's how I see it's different from a personality test. Yeah, and that, and that's good. That's very insightful. I mean, you really have to, 
uh, everybody seems to be super guarded and automatically gets a little defensive when you talk about, hey, maybe you should take this assessment because especially people who just say, you know what, I don't want an assessment to tell me who I am. Like you said, they're very confident in their abilities, but this isn't only going to, yeah, yeah, this isn't going to tell you who you are. It's going to tell you, it is going to tell you who you are, but it's going to tell you how to make a better version of who you are. Exactly. Um, So, so since the day you were introduced to strengths, Maybe you can tell us a little bit about your journey. So you, you got your top five, you, ab- you absorbed them, you kind of learned them, you claimed them. Um, how did you go about aiming them and putting them into action to, to kind of better your life um, personally and professionally? That's a good question. That's where I think, look again, looking back, I don't, my least important strength is context. Uh-huh. So 34, and by the way, I'm going to say this a few times in this podcast, but I just two days ago paid for the full 34. Mm-hmm. It's $89. I cannot stress enough how insightful it has been to open up that full list. I did not even know that you could buy the full list yeah. until two days ago. I was listening to another podcast. So incredibly helpful to know what my bottom ones are and where the rest of them fall in and how my top 10 help to influence the way that I think and come across. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, so looking back in time is not – I don't look back in order to make decisions or to, to live in the present. I look to the future. That's my one of my strengths. But I do like to um, associate and connect. So a lot of times when I'm looking to the past is to connect things so that I can make a decision about the future. So the connections that I made once I knew my top five were um, with a question that I was facing at that moment. It was in June of 2009. I had um, – I had a two-year-old child and a uh, seven-month, six-month-old baby, and I was going through a really difficult transition with my work. Um, I had um, been in different occupations, but the latest one was as a medical transcriptionist, and I was mm-hmm. facing the reality of my hospital was about to completely lay off or change 89 positions in my department. Um, we were a really tight-knit group of people really closely connected to each other and we all worked from home most of us worked from home but I saw futuristic you know I could see what was happening I could Mm -hmm. see that there was a change happening with electronic health records and I had gone through a lot of different um, mental transitions that summer with um, you know even earlier what would happen to me if I were laid off where would I go I have to have a plan I have to have a goal there's my focus you know then I have to do something about it that's my activator so the strengths finder it helped to put a vocabulary together for me what I why I was thinking that way why in the world am I the only one out of 89 that's so passionate about finding a solution for this huge problem I could see a massive change coming and a lot of my friends wanted to wait around and see what would happen I, I just cannot do that I have to find a way to get through change so that I'd avoid a catastrophe of losing my job that was my biggest fear well so through the months in that summer of 2009 I um, gathered a lot of information, which is my focus, gathered lots of ideas and read as much as I could about this transition and decided that my path should lead me to um, further education. Mm -hmm. So I enrolled in um, a master's program in health information management, mostly online through College of St. Scholastica in Duluth. Go Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah, Duluth. Great city. Um, Had no idea what I was doing. I had a seven-month-old baby and a two-year-old, and I was home working 
for this hospital, and I added this to my plate, but because I saw the future path, and I was extremely determined to get this done. Um, again, I didn't really know the depth of my strengths, but I mean, I, I can't even, <laughs> looking back at what I did and what I accomplished, I completed a master's program in two and a half years, mm. and in that period, had two children and then had another third child, and was in preterm labor with her during most of the final year. Um, I was in a lot of different challenges with that pregnancy. I was in a statistics class during my labor, <laughs> completed it, flying colors, no problem. You know, I just, when I have a focus, there's nothing that can stop me from accomplishing it. The downside is, of course, my family has suffered a little bit from my lack of focus on them. Mm, <laughs> but yeah. that's where it's a good to understand kind of the balance that you need to have between your strengths and then how the world kind of sees that, maybe temper down some of it in certain settings or be aware that you can't put 100% of your time into something. There's a cost to it. So it's been good to kind of open up some of the layers over the years. Um, so I accomplished the master's. I jumped into different management opportunities that I created for myself, actually. Um, one of them, I was able to... Um, speak with a company that was doing some awesome things in Pennsylvania and um, just discussed with them what their what was working and through the discussion they asked me to come on board and contribute to their company so I have kind of a history of being able to create opportunities where there is none visible there was no job opening for this they just created a position in the executive team for me and I negotiated with them what I could offer and the hours I worked less than full-time so um, that's probably another part of my, my, idea, my ideation strength. I dream about what's possible. I kind of, I live in my head a lot. But um, that transition, I mean, even looking back now, I probably didn't even know that my strength was coming through. But it, it just was. It's just who I am. <laughs> I like that you so, said, I like that you said, I live in my head. I think that's, uh, that's very introspective. I mean, not only in the terminology you use, but just being able to realize that, you know, you spend more time in here than you yes, do out do. there. And I love that you said temper your strengths too. I mean, Kurt Liesfeld, who's one of the godfathers of strengths, I mean, he is the one who coached me when I went to, to my class in Gallup and he uses mm -hmm. that word temper a lot, temper and sharpen. Because you have mm -hmm. you have a very high level of focus, you can focus yeah. on something, but, but other times stuff that's going on in your peripheral, maybe your family, they may lose a little bit of that attention. But that's explaining yeah. to them how your strengths work is a great way for them to not, I'm not saying to give you a, a get out of jail free card, but at least to understand, be like, hey, mom is 100% focused on this goal. Yeah. She, that's the type of person she is. So we really can't take it uh, too personally if maybe for the next couple of days or something, she's not as in tune to our needs as she is in, in the direction that right. she's heading. So. I love that you said right. that, and also um, just to touch back on your top, or your I'm sorry, your full 34. That list mm -hmm. can be purchased at GallopStrengthsFinder. I'm sorry, GallopStrengthsCenter.com. Again, that's GallopStrengthsCenter.com, and it's very important to look at that list because, as you said, Gallup breaks it down into three separate sections. You have your dominant themes, which are your top five. Um, and then you do have your, your supporting themes, which kind of fit in the middle. And then you have your lesser themes, which are your lesser talents, which fit in the bottom. Um, but it's important to know where those bottom ones fit because they're not necessarily weaknesses. They're just, there's, there are areas of your life where, you know, you might need to collaborate with somebody in order to, to be effective. So 
that's great. Not many people mention they're full 34 because they're either not willing to make that financial commitment or they don't see the benefit in it. It's so, so worth it. You have, you have so many choices you can make in your life. There are things that you could put off a little bit or not contribute to. Don't buy some lattes for a couple weeks, (laughs) save the money and get the 34 full strength. So I just can't tell you how important that's been. Yeah. And it also allows you to prioritize uh, tasks uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, things that you're trying to pursue, because if you see there's there's three or four talent themes that fall very you know close to the bottom, you may say, hey, these just aren't worth my time. The whole concept of the strengths-based development is to stop focusing on your weaknesses, learn to manage mm-hmm. them, but focus and harness and leverage your natural given strengths. Uh, yeah. So that's what that 34 really reveals, and it is very insightful, especially if you become intimately aware of your top five. Um, it provides yeah. some amazing insights. So everybody in their strengths journey has that aha moment. Uh, maybe you can, you can share that with us. That time when you received your top five and you were looking and you, maybe you, you were just kind of at that weird apex where uh, this stuff's kind of cool, but I don't get it. And, oh, this stuff is revolutionary and it's changed my life. But then something happens and you're like, man, that is me. And that, that's what we call that aha moment. Did you have one of those? Yes. Yeah. Do you want I to had explain two it? actually. Sure. One was after I had been um, allowed to work in this position that I helped to kind of create in an executive level for a management company in Pennsylvania. Um, I, I noticed that I was so excited to get to work with teams of people and to recognize what they contributed to the team. Um, but I didn't necessarily create the team. I was just more watching what happened and what was working. And then I was able to kind of give some feedback. You know, I noticed that you have a real strength in this. Have you thought of, of helping others to understand the way that you think? I mean, I I tend to kind of be more cerebral. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Intellection is my number 10. (laughs) And I mean, anybody who knows me well, my book stand, my whole house is full of books. My poor children. I can't even imagine being a child in our family because um, we expect a lot of them. We, We talk to them like adults sometimes with, you know, management ideas, business concepts, vocabulary that most adults probably don't even use in daily life we just expect them to we we define it but we you know we expect them to kind of listen and Mm -hmm. understand what we're talking about so anyway the um the first aha moment was after that job kind of started to not turn out the way that i was expecting Um, i was told that i would be a change manager and i really took that to heart i read a lot of books about it i'd had experience in it before um and i i made some great I what I thought were great decisions in the company to help the rest of the staff to collaborate on processes that weren't working and that were and then I looked at client needs and decided you know certain areas that I thought we could focus on to get more response from clients and increase our revenue just a really cool process I really enjoyed it and then all of a sudden the owners decided that that was kind of tough for them to take. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was part of the way that I was presenting it, or maybe it was just that their goal they realized was a little bit too much for them at the time. But they told me that I had to ratchet everything back, and they only wanted outside sales, which uh, how'd that makes feel me for want your, to... How that how your activator was probably like, no, E2 Brute. Well, the hardest thing was I was accomplishing everything that I felt I was good at, mm-hmm. and then that was taken away. Everything was was stripped away. I was forced to go out and look for new sales, make new connections, which I have some woo. Woo is my number 
eight. I mean, I'm still new at the, the top ten thing. I have, I like, I mean, I know you have that too, Andy, right? That's my number, it's my number three. When, number three? <laughs> winning others over. So that means I think of, I don't think of people as a collection, but I collect information about people. I, th I think about how people connect to each other. I go into a room and no one is a stranger. I introduce myself to everybody. I look for the person who's lonely. I look for the per person who's not in a group and I pull them in. I mean, I guess that's a connector thing too, mm -hmm. but I love to meet new people and sometimes my, um, my um, introversion need doesn't allow me to do that fully after a certain period of time so I can be in a big group and then I'll just be like okay I need to be alone right now yeah you're like a I flower in the cold yeah process. like when a, when a flower sitting it's, in the sun it's, it's open right and now. blooming and then it starts a little gets a little chilly and it closes up who knows yeah. that's you're it's, a it's a hard balance though and that's another thing I think the strengths they explain a lot about um like if you if you focus on one of the strengths at a time Sometimes you can go off in the wrong direction. You have to look at the five together, mm -hmm. and the ten even adds more depth to what you what you are, who you are, how you think. Mm -hmm. But there's also, I think, there's a place for other personality tests too. Just you know, in terms of my my need to be alone to process everything that I see every day. Um, I'm not the kind of person that feeds off of being with people. I'm extremely outgoing, and you know, very people-oriented, but I still have to have time to process what I'm thinking. So, you know, for anyone who's a little confused about how that might work together, just keep learning about the strengths and how they all fit. It's You're not one or five strengths. You are a large amount of, you know, every person is a very, um, what's the word for it? You're, there's a lot more depth to who you are than just yeah. five strengths. Just so like if, if, you, you, if you look at the 34 themes, we, we all have those. I mean, it's, yes. it's a matter of what, which ones are dominant and which ones are our lesser talent themes. Right. So, so you're right. So I mean, if, you, if you have woo, but you are an introvert mm -hmm. like me, <laughs> you know, it may not make a sense compared to someone like, uh, you know, someone who has a high woo. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I can't really keep up with them. They just move at such a fast pace. Well, that's okay. You know, yeah. you just use it in the way that you that you feel comfortable. You don't have to be like someone else. So, anyway, I've learned a yeah. lot. Oh, and another thing, um, the strengths-based leadership. I'm not trying to promote books or anything, but no, that, that's a great one. That book has also helped so much because it breaks up. Um, it's really even. Right here. I wouldn't even say. Yeah, there it is. I wouldn't even say that it's for someone who wants to improve their leadership skills necessarily it's just it helps you to manage things better I like the word management I've been trying to um, I'm, I am developing as part of my consulting work I, I own a company called Lacanti Consulting LLC um, we provide change management solutions but I'm also developing several um, processes and um, well services and products to serve different groups of people one of whom is unemployed or un dissatisfied employees looking for new careers another is for children who can learn management principles and I like to focus on management rather than leadership just because we all manage something <laughs> we all manage our homes our lives our time so the strengths-based leadership book was so good in giving me a category, which I think in categories and processes, four categories of um, the areas in which each of the strengths fits. So that actually was the other aha moment for me at the beginning of this process. There are four categories are executing, influencing, relationship building, and strategic thinking. I have four strategic thinking strengths out of my 
top, no, I'm sorry, I have three out of my top five. I have four total out of my top ten. I have um, one influencing in my top five, and I have one executing. So I'm very heavy on the strategic thinking, very heavy on the, the mind part of it. Mm -hmm. I have almost, well, I have literally no relationship building in my top five at all. Yeah, you and, and I, the glue you that and holds I are... people together. I do not have that. <laughs> so it, it helped me when I. Um, a few people have introduced the idea of the balance that you need in your life with others who have those strengths. I definitely have a lack in my strengths of relationship building and even in executing. The only executing strength that I have is with focus, which is meeting goals. But I do not have the strengths to achieve things and to put things in place and man, you know, to methodically go ahead with processes. I like to dream them. I like to think of what's possible. I put them into categories. I like to help people to to dream about things with me. But then when it comes to putting them in place and the the plotting daily grind, that's really not my strength. So I need to have people around me that can help me to keep going on that path. And yeah. um, it's just been nice to realize that I don't have to be good at everything. Know, I'm an entrepreneur thinker, a, but I don't. I don't have to be an executive person, you know, an executive level. You know what I mean? I don't have to execute feeling. the daily. Right. Sorry? Yeah. I said that's an amazing feeling when you finally. It's like you know, lifting a hundred ton weight off your shoulders when you realize you do not have to. <laughs> excuse me. You do not have to be good at everything. I'm suffering from a little bit of a cold here, so if you hear me cough, I apologize. Um, Please but, live. But I know. We want what, to continue the podcast. Absolutely. But what Grace is referring to, um, and I'm looking at the the book Strengths Based Leadership right now. In this book, they define um, four theme domains, and within those domains are the different themes, the different separate 34 talent uh, themes. And what a lot of times we we utilize this for as coaches is to look to see where a team stacks up in, in those themes. So myself and my t top 10, I sit all within uh, strategic thinking and, um, and influencing. But I'm very, very similar to Grace, like what you said, just to reiterate, I'm an idea guy. I come up with ideas, but if there's nobody to kind of spearhead the, the, the management or the direction and, and actually doing the logistical stuff to make come, that idea come to fruition, it's just going to go dead in the water. It's going to be a good idea, maybe floating out there with some water wings, but until somebody picks it up and runs with it, it's just there. And, and I'm not necessarily happy that it's just out there floating in the middle of the water, but I don't have those strengths. So in order for me to, to make sure that idea goes somewhere, I have to tap into somebody and collaborate who has a great amount of focus, arranger, activator, who I know is not going to want to sleep a wink until that idea is in the next step towards becoming reality. Um, okay. So, so the, that's that's great. And if you if you read the book Strengths Based Leadership, it's, it's a little bit obviously better defined. Um, it is a, another uh, book brought to you by Tom Rath, uh, the, the author of The Strengths Finder 2.0. So. Um, that's great stuff, Grace. I'm glad you're sharing so much with us because I think everybody that listens to this podcast may not be 100% sold into the concept of strengths-based psychology or, or positive psychology, but may uh, want to know, and I lead into my next question, if they're just sitting there and they're, they're, they've listened to this podcast, they bought the book, they took the assessment, they hit that control P and out comes their 20 plus page action plan with their top five on it. What advice would you give that person? They're just brand new to strengths. What would you say to them to kind of, to kind of get the ball rolling, to let them kickstart their top five and start taking action to, to make their life better? Start taking action. Well, I'm an activator. So yeah. you asked the right person. Um, action. 
I'll I'll try to tone it down for for people who don't like to move quickly. Like my husband is the complete opposite of my strengths. Yeah. All of my bottom ones are his top ones. And um, just a side note, but I, I it's so hard to even say this, but I didn't think that he had. Um, he or other people with the quiet, more introspective people glue, you know, the, the glue that holds people together, uh -huh. those strengths, I didn't think that they were as, I don't, like, they, I didn't think they could move things forward the same way that I can. Mm -hmm. For some reason, all these years until recently, I just, I, I, maybe it's because we're all a little bit self-centered maybe, or maybe mm -hmm. I'm more self-centered, but I've been trying to realize to, to the humility that comes with recognizing that everyone Everyone has five strengths. Everyone has validity in expressing that to the world. And there is value to what every single person can contribute. And it's just been so eye-opening to me. So my husband's strengths, I'm, I'm, he probably doesn't want me to share too much of his story, but he is a civil engineer. Mm -hmm. He's been through several different job changes because of the economy from one kind of engineering to the other. He was in sales at one point, and now he found um, his niche in railroad engineering. Um, he's a project manager, but his his biggest strength is not in managing the project itself. He's very good at that, but his, his amazing strength is people. He is an engineer who can motivate and help people. One of his strengths is individualization, which is seeing the, the greatness in each person and how they can improve themselves, how they have value in a group. I don't have that strength, mm. <laughs> but he's taught me. We've been talked a lot about how we come across to people, what we can do to improve each other. We're both managers, so we both kind of talk shop, <laughs> him, him from an engineering point of view and me from a change management point of view. My goodness, we've just realized so many insights about each other through that. So um, if your spouse is, is interested in finding out more, I highly encourage you to share your results with your spouse, your partner, your friends, you know, anyone else that has the Strength Finder results. You can learn more about yourself from their point of view too. So, okay, so for someone who just took it, sorry, getting back to your question, mm -hmm. um, what I would do because I like lists and, and um, thoughts, um, here's what I did. I took the, the printout, and I just did this recently because I wanted to get kind of a new perspective on it. I printed it out, and then I went through the themes. You know, here they are here, the top five. Mm -hmm. And then I went through each of the um, the sections on the shared theme description, and I started writing notes of, I mean, you don't have to do it this way, but pros and cons of each strength and then maybe some examples of how that comes across to people. So for my focus, it's been kind of a kind of a roller coaster for me recently because I went through some tough uh, work experiences and then I decided to become my own boss. It's been freeing and it's also been um, just a lot of emotions to recognize what went wrong in other places, what I could have done differently or whether it was my fault at all, or just that my strengths are my strengths, I can't make an excuse for them. I shouldn't be putting myself in a box anymore. Right. What I'm meant to do is bigger than any one position can can box me in at. You know, box, sorry. Mm -hmm. My hands are down here. <laughs> the box idea for me is restrictive because my strengths are too big. I cannot be restricted to a particular job description in that sense. I'm always thinking, what can we improve? How can we do this better? Let's look to the future. And that's sometimes it can be threatening to others. It can it can be annoying. <laughs> it's not my job, you know. But so what I wrote was the pros and cons of my focus. 
you know, I, I can achieve great things. I have accomplished amazing things in my life. When I put my mind to something, I, I got my bachelor's degree in three years. I moved forward with a lot of plans. I, I was able to get into management with almost no experience just because I, I knew enough to say what I needed to say to get the job. I mean, it just, right. I, I almost think of that like, yeah, well, doesn't everybody? I mean, <laughs> there aren't any secrets that I could see, but people have been asking me, what's your advice? How can I do that too? And I'm thinking, well, I guess there is a secret formula, but I haven't thought about what it is. So I'm also developing a, a, um, some materials to help others to see things from the point of view of what, what the world's becoming and how it's changing with my futuristic, mm-hmm. and then how to activate yourself with your strengths on looking for the next opportunity. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's hard to apply for a job and have that turn into a job opportunity for you. It's almost, it, the whole world has changed in that sense. Um, it's a lot easier to find an opportunity that you fit into well and then f- find a way to bridge the two together. So keep, yeah, keep looking for that. I'm going to come up with some materials at some point. Good. So the, the cons too, there are downsides to each of our strengths. And I've got, you know, a list of each on each of the pages that I was printed out. There are only five. There are only five strengths as your top. Um, it really won't take a whole lot. Like, for activator pros are I'm a cheerleader I love to help people get things done my cons I'm sometimes hyper and aggressive come on mm-hmm. um, I can embarrass people who are quiet sometimes you know like my poor husband mm-hmm. just leave me out of this yeah. um, I can irritate people <laughs> but the strength again there's there's some wonderful things that come out of that I make things happen I get people on board. I just moved to a new neighborhood a year ago, and we've got a massive neighborhood barbecue set up here with just a few few texts. Mm. I just got it going. And yet, I don't want to be the one that buys all the f- My husband's out buying the food right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the one to, <laughs> to put everything in place. I love the party part, but I'm not the plodding along, planning, you know, like the, the small detail person. I want to get the whole thing moving. Right. So, Gallup, Gallup so. refers to those as barrier labels. And, and uh, you know, you bring up a great point. Your activator, let's use the barbecue, the, the community barbecue. The activator wants that to happen. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. sometimes the the repercussions of that aggressive activator is that you're going to end up doing a majority of the footwork um, because yeah. you want to make sure that it's a successful event. And, and that's why your husband's out right now buying food. Is it, Sometimes it's hard to delegate. Activators, I think, may uh, have a hard time delegating and, and releasing control um, to, to do, uh, take actions on things that may affect the end result of the entire party or the barbecue or, or whatever task is at hand. So um, when, so you're, when you're talking about that stuff, yeah, the barrier labels is what it's uh, commonly referred to, but it's everybody has one. Everybody has a barrier label that we just need to be mm-hmm. aware of. So um, mm-hmm. for the sake of time and stuff, I mean, I could talk to you all day, but for the sake of time, <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's talk about one other question that I usually like to ask towards the end of the broadcast is everybody, you know, not everybody, but most people have uh, a favorite in their top five. Do you know what that would be for you? I do. Um, I thought about it quite a lot because um, in some ways, being so introspective, I um, I almost don't appreciate what I can p- create, produce. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I doubt myself a lot. It's one of the downsides of being such an introspective, um, you know, strategic thinker. Sometimes I doubt that my strategic thoughts can be helpful to others. But mm-hmm. what I like the best out of my five is the focus. It's the one that 
gets me to where I want to go once I have a foc- once I have a goal. Mm-hmm. And I just talked to Rhonda Boyle yesterday, amazing person. She she just was on one of your recent broadcasts. Well, I guess episode one, episode one. She is just a fantastic dynamic um, magnet mm-hmm. of what strength finders can do. And um, she mentioned that um, the focus strength is my top one, but it recently I have not had a goal to achieve. And every other period in my life I had something, some goal. And once I once I have my mark set on that, there is absolutely nothing that can stop me from achieving it. I just have like an incredible amount of of passion and drive and I just find a way to break through walls. But when I don't have a goal, I spin and spin and spin because my other strengths have to come up instead. So mm-hmm. I've got activator for no particular reason. I've got input learning stuff that just you know, everything that interests me, I just start reading and then I lose interest. You know, the ideation, I can dream, but if I don't have something to point it toward, it doesn't make any difference in anyone's life, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the, the futuristic, it's a great thing to have, but for what purpose? So focus is what kind of ties everything together for me. And Rhonda, was, she just gave me such a gem of wisdom yesterday to have a goal. And it wouldn't even be for someone who has a focus as the top because I think we're kind of rare. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forget. So see, focus is, yeah, number 26 on how common it is. Activator's number 29. So not everybody has that as their top, but we all need to have clear goals for ourselves, for our futures, for our businesses, for our, you know, for our children even. Why don't you take the time to think about what is it that you want? Where are you going? And how how are you going to be getting there? Like mm-hmm. first decide what you want to do. And then find the things and people that can help you get there. And by looking at StrengthsFinder, you can determine what kinds of people you'll need in your life. And then you can also explore, um, you know, hey, what are your five? Here are my five. Let's talk about how we get along and why we don't or, you know, what we can do to help each other. So I've I've gotten a lot of benefit through this. (laughs) Well, speaking of introspective, this last question will probably uh, get you really excited. Now, looking back... And let's just say that Strengths Finder never made its way into your life. You were never introduced about it. You never did this podcast. You never spoke to Rhonda on the phone. You didn't have these insanely cool insights. How do you think that would have changed your life if this wasn't uh, part of it? I, yeah, extremely introspective about this one, too. I, um, in two, June of 2009, like I said, I had a six month old and a two year old, and I was trying to figure out what to do next. I, I knew that I could kind of see what was happening, but I didn't know what the name for that was. Mm-hmm. So I probably would not have taken the the step to enroll in a master's program. I don't think I would have had the confidence at this time. I mean, I was a, I was a stay at home mom slash stay at home employee. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a lot of confidence in who I was or what I could do. I'd never been a manager. I had started things and stopped them so many times, and I don't know if I would have had the the chutzpah. My husband's from New Jersey. Yeah, <laughs> so go. I'm not Jewish, but you know the the, the drive. The yeah. um, I don't know if I would have had confidence in myself at that moment to enroll in something that was so challenging and that had such a huge. Um, th- there was a risk of failing, but there was also a huge benefit to me. And once I knew that my strengths were driving me toward that anyway, it was almost like, oh, okay, well, it makes sense now. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and do this. If I hadn't had the strengths finders, I don't know if I would have taken that leap. And then later, same thing with 
um, just I took a lot of chances to talk to people that I knew could help me, to connect with people that were a little bit, you know, up the food chain from me, but uh, that I really wanted to get to know better. I put myself into situations where I could communicate my my goals, and by doing that, it just drew more people to me, and I was able to accomplish those goals. So. It, you know, and where I am now, I'm I'm self-employed. I am the happiest I've ever been. I'm also scared to death about what's happening, but I mean that's part of being an entrepreneur. There are a lot of unanswered questions that are you're responsible for, um, yeah. and this just helps me to. I mean, the more I learn about what's what, what my strengths are and what my weaknesses are, I'm able to make decisions to get to where I want to be. And if I had not had this, I would probably still be spinning in circles trying to figure out what I can do with my life. Yes, so it's made uh, a big impact on me. Strengths finder, you know, at the uh, time in my life where I transitioned out of active duty military after 11 years and became a civilian and uh, honestly didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up at the ripe age of 30. Um, it was, I was reading a lot of self-help books and, you know, it was great. Self-help books were a great way to kind of maybe refocus, uh, myself and, and, uh, realize that yes, every day is a new day, but at the, but then strength finder came along and I, and I don't like when people refer to strength finder as a self-help book because I think it's more of a self-activation book. Um, yeah. really it's not about just somebody giving you a nice little shoulder rub and telling you everything will be okay. It's about pointing you in the right direction and giving you that, that push in your lower back to get you moving. Um, so that's mm-hmm. why I like to refer to it as a self-activation book. And, and, um, Again, if you're if you're interested in, in Strengths Finder 2.0, the book by Tom Rath can be found on Amazon.com. It can be found, obviously, I saw it at Target. Um, also, if you visit GallupStrengthCenter.com, again, GallupStrengthCenter.com, uh, you can purchase your top five assessment code uh, directly from that webpage. But uh, you know, Thematics is designed to interview people who not only uh, love the book, love the concept of strengths-based development, but are just willing to share their story with anybody else. So before we close this out, Grace, um, let me go ahead and give you the opportunity to pitch anything you got coming up. You can talk about uh, your business real quick, maybe throw some uh, throw some uh, websites out there or, or just give us a general overview of what to, we can expect from you in the coming months. Sure. Yeah. Again, my name is Grace Lacanti. I own Lacanti Consulting LLC. Um, uh, you can check out my blog at lacanticonsulting.wordpress.com. I'm coming up with all sorts of cool interviews and ideas and concepts that just kind of is a representation of what I do, who I am. Um, I provide consulting services to small business and medium-sized businesses that want to move past barriers and be honest with themselves about what they need to change in order to become more successful. So that's my that's my main focus. Um, I also love to coach people, but I I haven't really started that as a career. It's more like a hobby. Um, I know that I personally need coaching, and I've I've um, connected with uh, Rhonda on that. She's mm-hmm. just an amazing person. Um, I know Andy is a coacher, coach too, right? Yes, ma'am. With Strengths Finder, mm-hmm. so um, I I recommend that. I mean. The time and money that you spend getting coached and getting professional help with that will benefit you tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just can't, I can't overemphasize how important it is to hook up with someone who understands your strengths so that they can give you the best feedback possible. But, um, yeah, I'm working on several different lines of both consulting work and product development for um, children's training material and games on management. Um, also, I'm kind of playing around with the idea of helping people to move forward in a changing economy based on um, 
the needs that are in the marketplace and how your your abilities can match those needs. So um, yeah, check out my blog. Email me at glaconti at laconticonsulting.com. I'd love to stay in touch with anyone who's interested in discussing what we can do together. That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks for being part of a show. You were an amazing guest. Maybe in a few months or a year, we can bring you back for Grace LeConte 2.0 and, and touch base yeah. and see how your strengths journey progressed. That'd so, be great. Thanks yeah. a lot, Andy. This has been thanks. a wonderful opportunity to t- talk about what I've learned. So yeah. thanks for letting me be on the show. Absolutely. You can find Strengths Finder. I'm sorry. You can find Unleash Strengths at UnleashStrengths.com. Uh, you can also hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Unleash Strengths. And as everybody already knows, we're on Twitter at Unleash CSF. Again, that's Unleash CSF. So make sure you follow us. Our, our blog posts and our podcasts are usually uh, published every two weeks. So um, And also we're on iTunes. Go to iTunes podcast. Just search Theme Addicts. Again, that's Theme Addicts. And we'll be there in all of our shows are readily available with just two episodes deep right now, but we're we're working to get a bunch of interviews done so we can provide you guys with a massive amount of content. Uh, as always, this is Andy from UnleashStrengths.com. Stay addicted. Talk to you soon. See you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted. Stay addicted.